When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Right, Tom Bartlett and uh, Hamish Bidwell are our panellists this morning. And, uh, Tom, I'll begin with you if I can. Thanks for joining us. A uh, bit of a uh, mess up, well, so let's go, an S fight actually, an S fight uh, starting to brew between um, perhaps rugby, football and uh, Eden Park Trust Board. Uh, what have you made of this over in New Zealand rugby's comments to the effect that um, New Zealand football sort of impinged or um, invaded their territory almost last weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah, good morning, Smithy. Um, yeah, look, uh, it's a... It's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, they, they, the spiritual home of rugby, I mean, everyone knows that Eden Park has obviously played host to, um, to several big uh, rugby fixtures over the years, and, and obviously the All Blacks see it as their, their spiritual home. I mean, I'm of the opinion, Smithy, that um, the park belongs to New Zealand. It doesn't belong to New Zealand rugby, it doesn't belong to New Zealand football, and um, if Eden Park as a, as a business is allowing that to, to happen, then that, that, that's fair game, as far as I'm concerned. Um, New Zealand football, you know, had an opportunity to host a rare football game um, in New Zealand involving the All Whites, um, and so, like as far as I'm concerned, maybe there's sort of, um, you know, they've got every right to be there if Eden Park allows them to do that. So, yes, I can see New Zealand rugby might think that they, um, you know, have a kind of a right to, to use it, and, and they do, but I don't think it's just as black and white as well. It's ours; you can't have it. I agree. I totally agree, Tom. And on the back of, uh, what, the three years we've had of being locked down in this country, no one being able to come here, no one able to go anywhere, basically, all of a sudden we are able to celebrate two sports in one weekend and one sport doesn't appear to be that happy with it. Um, From the outside looking in, anyway, Hamish, but how do you view that? This is one of those reasons that people don't like New Zealand rugby or criticise New Zealand rugby. This is so thin-skinned, short-sighted, pathetic, petty. Call it what you will. I mean, I can remember... 1990 at Athletic Park, um, the Wallabies All Blacks on the Saturday and the Kiwis Kangaroos on the Sunday. I'm a sports fan. It was a great celebration of sport. I was at both. Um, I think both were sellouts. Both lifted the nation. Both were events that people wanted to support and get behind. New Zealand lost them both, sadly. But that's what that's what sport is. It's a celebration. It's about groups getting together, it's about bringing people together and to divide people on the basis of code, as New Zealand rugby want to do, or to claim that they're Letters like cut, which gets saturation coverage as it is, was slightly um, overshadowed by the All Whites. Give, give me a break. Like the, the All Whites were well overshadowed by the All Blacks, and this is the, one of the reasons, as I say, that, that people get really toey about New Zealand rugby. People get tired of us complaining about them, but when they act in this fashion, it's hard not to. 
Mm, yeah, I, I totally agree, and I, I was quite surprised actually to even read that um, it's become a, a bit of an issue. I thought uh, uh, whether whether there are powers that be um, somewhere in New Zealand rugby are saying who the hell leaked that, or is that really our view overall? But anyway, um, a, a little bit of a question mark too, though. Uh, Hamish hanging over New Zealand football here. They got thirty five thousand people at Eden Park at the weekend, so there's an appetite there, but. Uh, now it seems no games going forward for the next six months. So where does that leave Danny Hay? And is, is, he has a right to criticise, I guess, publicly for that? Well, leaves him without a job, effectively. Whether he formally leaves that job or is relieved of it, he's still not working. Um, there's still nothing to do. Um, like, it's hard. New Zealand football, we're part of Oceania, and that pays dividends as far as age group World Cups for male and female players works. But in terms of the All-Whites, it leaves us nowhere, and... You know, they're a shop window team. They're the ones that attract 35,000, not the girls under 17 team, as well as they've done it at World Cup. So, uh, I just, it's funny, we're criticising New Zealand rugby, but a lot of codes like New Zealand football are lucky that rugby exists because they take so much of the oxygen. But some of these organisations are incredibly poorly run, and I've covered them all netball, football, basketball, uh, cycling, you name it, cricket. Um, I've dealt with all these people. They're not well run, these organisations. And this is, again, it's an example of New Zealand football's inability to read the room, inability to support their team, inability to realise that their coach and Danny Hay is very popular and very well and very accomplished and is the guy that the team wants to retain. So, yeah, I shake my head. It's disappointing. We should be talking about what a good um, occasion it was to get 35,000 there. We should be talking about the road to the next World Cup, but we're talking about having a team with no games and potentially no coach. I would have thought um, Tom Bartlett, uh, what they could have announced is the very next two dates for when we play Australia again. Surely uh, the administrators were able to get together over the weekend. What do they talk about uh, when they're viewing these big crowds, both at Brisbane and at Auckland? Surely they see an appetite there. Surely the first thing you say is, right, let's do this again quickly. Let's get it formalised so coaches know, players know, in that window, this is what we're doing, Tom. It doesn't seem to happen in football like that. Not here, anyway. No, it doesn't, Smithy. And I think um, a point that you know Hamish was making about you know the, the organisations and the way they run, sometimes perception is a, is a big thing. And just speaking up and owning the narrative a little bit and and, and I'm not suggesting that they need to go out and say things that aren't true or promote something that may never come to fruition, but I think a little bit of the talk around jumping up and down about 35,000 and we're going we're gonna, to, you know, I'm going to be calling the CEO of Football Australia and we're going to be having some conversations. I haven't heard any of that. Now, that's not to suggest it hasn't, hasn't been said, but they're not, they're not owning the, the narrative. They're leaving it open for us to discuss it as we want to. And our discussion points are no games for six months, as Hamish um, rightly points out. So it's a little bit of like, you know, not fake it till you make it, but a little bit of um, just own the own the perception and paint the picture that you're doing everything you can. Sometimes that is enough to buy you a bit of time to actually get your get your ducks in a row. And, and I just find that a little frustrating. Sometimes we don't hear that that positive talk, that sort of determination to do better going forward. And, and it's not to suggest it's not there. It's just I don't hear it enough. So I, that's what leaves me frustrated. Yeah, and it's frustrating. And uh, New Zealand rugby won't be able to fight, uh, surely Tom they're, they're not going to be able to fight the beast that is FIFA, um, so next year when those uh, grounds are available to FIFA and FIFA only as such, even though a lot of them won't be being used at the time uh, rugby won't be able to touch them, so they're going to have to find foreign fields so to speak Yeah they are, Smitty, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's professional sport isn't it I mean, you know, New Zealand rugby should know that better than anybody after their, 
you know, the debacle which was, you know, 20-odd years ago about not um, producing stadiums that were clean for, for a World Cup. So they know that that's what happens. These, these organisations, the FIFAs and the World Rugby, they come in, they take over, they take the stadiums, and you've just got to, you've got to suck it down. It's not like this event has just been announced. It's been, it's been well, well announced, uh, well before any conversations New Zealand Rugby might have been having. So uh, they are going to have to find another ground uh, to use, or they're going to have to come up with something a little bit different, which could be exciting. Yeah, interesting. Okay, Hamish Bridwell with us this morning with Tom Bartlett. Uh, we'll take a quick news break uh, with Araha, and when we return, more issues to talk about on the panel. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Part of the panel this morning, and uh, we have with us Tom Bartlett and Hamish Bridwell. Uh, Hamish, I'm not sure whether you uh, had time this morning in a busy household to... Uh, to watch any of the White Ferns' uh, kind of feeble run chase of 115? Um, actually, 11 holes into around at Hastings then, so no, I didn't see it. Um, the match is all square, which is, and I'm not playing at the moment, which is a relief to my partner, so I was playing like a, a drunk. Sadly, because it's the morning, I haven't been drinking, but I will do it some stage. <laughs> so no, I missed the White Ferns, um, in all fairness. No, they were awful, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, they couldn't chase down 115. Um, and uh, they looked uh, pretty terrible in trying to do that, so uh, that was a disappointment. Anyway, moving on, I'll ask you this question, and the 11th is uh, quite a tough green to hit, um, second green oh, we to hit with that. Yeah. So we, we went off 10th, so we're in the front at the moment. Oh, you're in the front, so your 11th is, what, what are you yeah. playing the, about the, the third? The boys are just teeing off on the third and sort of hiding on the uh, practice uh, par three course. All oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> would you man cat anyone? Would you man cat anyone, Hamish Bidwell? And are you looking forward to watching kids cricket where it happens 20 times in a weekend? Well, I, I play geezer cricket really poorly, and because it's probably my best mode of dismissal, I do fake a man cat for a laugh. Um, but no, I wouldn't do one. But I don't understand the stigma around it because it's in the laws. You know, the umpire gave Charlie Dean out the other day. You know, she had. Any number of head starts in that match. Um, do I like it? Well, if, if we don't like it, then we should take it out of the laws. But while it exists, I don't think you should have to give a warning. I don't think it's a, it's a grubby way to get someone out. I think that the person who's cheating here is, is the non-striker, and there deserves to be some punishment for that. I, that may not be the popular view, but it's certainly mine. Okay. Um, Hamish, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, what about you, Tom? Yeah, just the whole thing just doesn't sit well with me, but I, I can't deny... So if you're asking me, Smitty, would I do it? No, I wouldn't. Um, and I don't think I'm any more principled than anybody else. Uh, I like winning as well, but uh, there's something about it, but I, I can't hide from the fact that I might not do it, but it, it, it exists as a law, so therefore, while it's there, it's kind of very hard to kind of be so anti it, because it's actually been deemed to be a you know, legitimate way of getting someone out. So... I wouldn't do it personally. I don't like watching it. I think it's a bit of a... Um, oh, I, the whole thing just doesn't sit well with me. Yes, I get Hamish's point about the non-striker um, backing up and all those kind of things, and, and I appreciate that. I just don't like the mode. I think um, the idea of cricket is not... That's not how we get somebody out. But that's just my personal opinion on it. But having said that, um, it's in the law. So while it's there, I'm not, you're not going to hear me say, oh, that's an outrage because um, India beat England in a in a women's international with a man cab. Well, that, that's just too bad because it exists as a law, and if we don't like it, um, I seem to be of the same opinion. Get rid of it. Okay, fair enough. Good point. 
Um, before we let you go, uh, Hamish Bidwell, I, I'd hate you to miss uh, teeing off on the third because it is the shot one hole. It's the hot shot one hole, folks, at Bridge Par. It is a very, very difficult par four with an elevated green. You do not want to get above the hole and have a downhill putt. So there are a lot of dangers there, and uh, it's, it's a hole that you really have to concentrate on. So, Hamish Bidwell, your last question is this. I'll let you go after that. Uh, Leon McDonald coaching announced as coaching yeah. the New Zealand or the All Black 15-1. Uh, they're not classed as All Blacks, uh, those players, even though they're playing for an All Black 15. They do not get that um, that privilege as being classed as All Blacks, the new ones anyway in that group. Uh, and do you see anything in Leon McDonald being named uh, to do this in terms of the future? Oh, not a great deal. Obviously, that's barbarian duties, and he's surely the next cab off the rank in terms of the New Zealand system. Um, Leon, at this stage, hasn't won anything, doesn't have a lot of runs on the board, certainly promising, certainly able, um, certainly would be a good addition to Scott Robertson's team if, if Robertson were ever able to secure the job. But in terms of Leon as an All Blacks coach in the sort of short to medium term, I, I would have thought no. He needed to, to win a bit more stuff. And then to make mistakes, I have always liked coaches of the Hanson, Chris Boyd, Dave Rennie, Robbie Deans type vintage who've actually coached at all levels, made their mistakes, settled on methods and various plans and strategies, learned how to control and, and, and build a group. And I think Leon's still in his infancy and I think it would be premature for him to be talked about in all, in all black terms, and just particularly because you know we seem to have deemed rightly or wrongly that Robertson isn't quite ready despite having, what is it, six or seven Super Rugby titles in the bag, so um, good for his career advancement. Um, hope they do well, but I wouldn't like to see him being all black coach, you know, within a decade probably. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Hamish Bidwell. Uh, all the best uh, going down number three. Tough hole on uh, the best of days. Thanks. Okay, Chad, you just duck across the fairway straight to the fourth tee. Good on you, boy. Uh, thank you very much for your participation this morning. Uh, Tom Bartlett, uh, what are you reading to uh, the Leon McDonald appointment? Just keeping him close, you think? Keeping him close to the group? I think that's kind of what it is, Smithy. I'm, I'm similar to Hamish. I, I don't think he's ready to, to be the all-black coach, but he's clearly highly regarded in, in New Zealand rugby circles. You can tell by that those appointments don't come uh, without that, um, but I think he's got a long way to go. I, I want to see, yeah, if, if, he, if the Blues are, if he's going to be the next coach, I, I want to see the Blues win a couple of titles uh, to get us into that kind of space, just to build a bit more of that kind of experience for him. He's obviously a talented guy, he's a smart guy, uh, he's well liked at the Blues, well liked within New Zealand rugby. You can kind of tell, um, but I, I, I would, I, well, who knows, Smithy? To be honest, I, nothing surprises me sometimes. Um, I'm still sort of a little bit shocked that Scott Robertson is not the all-black coach, but that's, I wouldn't be alone in that. Um, and having said that, if all of a sudden the, 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 the path opened up for someone like Leon McDonald, then I suppose when you're looking around, would he be the, the guy that would be the best qualified New Zealander if someone like Robertson was no longer available because he took a job somewhere else? So uh, who would know? But I think it, it does give you some indication of, of the value that he's, that he's or where he's held in, uh, in terms of value in, in New Zealand rugby circles. Tom, Parramatta Eels or Penrith Panthers? Penrith Panthers, I think for me, uh, Smithy, I, I'd like to see Parramatta win it. I, I like I, one of the things I love about the NRL is the is the um, the way that the champion seems to move around a little bit. Yes, Melbourne's obviously dominated in recent years, but uh, Penrith is you know you know they're only going for their second, so it's hardly like a, a mass dynasty being built. But um, it's always great to see a, a new champion crowned. I just think Penrith will be too good, though. I think I've, I've seen enough of the Panthers this year 
uh, to suggest that they're a quality, quality team. Um, they're brilliantly coached, obviously. They've got star players across the park. Uh, they're going to be very hard for Paramount to beat. And just finally, uh, when they name these two sides to go on uh, October the 9th, I think it is, that the all-black team to tour the northern parts of the world uh, is named, and I would imagine the All Blacks 15 uh, will be named at the same time. Um, it will encompass a lot of players. If you were, if you were uh, picking that side, would you put Roger Tuovasashek in the All Black team proper, or would you put him in the 15, the All Blacks 15, uh, and let him play some rugby? I would put him in the All Blacks team proper, uh, and I would be starting him against Japan and starting him against Wales. That's what I would do. It's time to find out whether he's up for it. It's not to, su- to suggest that the All Blacks 15 is not a quality, will be a quality team against quality opposition. I just want to see uh, how Roger Tuovasa goes and the, the way he perform off the back of a couple of weeks uh, under the guidance of, of Foster and Joe Schmidt and those guys in the All Blacks team. I want them to have a really good look at him. Uh, I think you know, getting feedback from Leon McDonald about how he's going, particularly because Leon McDonald is now obviously Rogers' um, club coach as well as uh, coach of that team if he went into that team. Uh, so I think he's not going to... They need to see Roger at a, in a pressure situation and in Cardiff under the roof um, in that environment. I, I, I'd love to see him play those two games. That's what I would do if I was coaching. But um, there are smarter brains than mine, Smithy, that will probably make the opposite decision. I'm not sure about that, Tom, actually, to be fair. Uh, but thank you. Thank you so much for your participation this morning. Um, and we shall have another panel tomorrow morning uh, around about uh, 10.20. It is uh, 10.41 here on SENZ. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.